welcome back to the second half of the episode. I like you so much better when you're naked. If you haven't listened to the first half, now is probably when you want to do that, because this is the second half. And while we are glad you're here, probably better to be here with the information from the first half. Also, we are very unhinged, and we know that, and we are sorry, but we are tired, and we cannot do anything about it. We are doing our best, and sometimes our best is a little wild. But and also, we're having yes, fun. So we're like, doing okay. <laughs> everybody just calm down. It's not that deep. Um, so let's start with everyone's favorite segment, Living in Shadowland. Living in Shadowland! Do you know the answer to Shondaland today? It's only it one, one person. Yes. It's uh uh Cyrus Bean's husband from Scandal. Yes, it is. Yeah. It's uh Dan Bukatinsky, which is an incredible last name, who plays Jeffrey, who is the partner to the opera singer. Um, and he is in twenty nine episodes of Scandal. What was his name in Scandal? I can hear Ryan screaming at his car. <laughs> Cyrus's husband is named. I'm going to find it. Don't worry. That's going to bother me. John, no. Dan, Chris, Jacob, Jeffrey, Walter. James. James. James Novak. That's right. Yeah. Should Spoiler alert, that. take take 10 seconds, run to your phone, knock your earbuds out of your ear if you haven't watched Scandal before. All right, I gave you fair warning. Clear. Remember when he got fucking shot in the back? That was so sad, and I did like, not see it coming. Like, I, I remember watching it live and being like, this is a fucking joke. And There's he stays no with him. He's like, I got, I'm going to stay with you until you die, bro. He's like, like, sorry, it has to hurt. I have to make it look like I don't know what I'm doing. And I was like jaw on the ground yeah and then remember <laughs> fucking so upsetting attorney general uh david rosen david rosen dies needlessly needlessly oh. in this the finale first two minutes of the finale he dies i don't remember think when, it was that early on it was very was early it? on yeah it was like before the the title card i think no when asher also didn't make it to the end <laughs> Man, Spoilies. and then Bonnie and it's a lot of death and how to get away with murder. A lot of death. Oh, sorry, we just transitioned from how to get away to murder with murder to scandal to how to get away with murder. For a second, those were the same show to me. <laughs> I apologize. Okay. Anyone? Anyways. Let us continue. <sighs> Let us. Should we, tar- should we start with singing dude? The guy who sings? Aaron. Brockovich. Aaron comes in in the ER and he is doing scales. <laughs> no. I, <laughs> he was doing more of a. <laughs> All right, Ariel, settle down. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Um, so yeah, he, <sighs> and no one gets Alex. He's like, dude, just go shut this guy up. Yeah. Alex is like, how can I help with this car crash victim? And uh, he's like, you can make that noise stop. And I'm like, honestly, <laughs> I understand that. Cause sometimes yeah. noises, you know what noise I actually like actively loathe every time Michael turns it on the fucking vent on the microwave in the kitchen when you're cooking oh yeah because it's like loud and rumbly it is so much and i like never realize how much i hate it until i turn it off and i'm like i've never been so thankful for an off button in my entire life i hate yeah. that thing so much like the overstimulation yeah. from the vent hood is too it's much intense. it is intense there uh, i i still have ptsd from the uh the old aol dial-up tone <laughs> that was loud and all you kids these days, I'm looking at you, uh, Patreon, oh Discord members, graduating we have, we 2019. Have newborn infants on our Patreon. <laughs> uh, we love you, but you gotta do. you you don't know what a uh, dial tone or a floppy disk is. There are people on our Discord who were born in the 2000s, mm. and we love you and we appreciate you, but you will be 
eight to me until I die. So <laughs> it's a bit of a stretch. I don't know how you got disposable income, <laughs> but we're happy. I'm happy you're sharing it with me, but like, wow. Such that's youth. Yeah. Such youths. I, uh, so the youths. So I, yeah, it's, what are we talking about? Oh, this guy. I appreciate guy. that this man is passionate. He's something. However, he doesn't have to be so rude <laughs> to every he's, single person in his life. He's mean. <sighs> he's mean to everyone, and he just he's does so not mean care. To James Novak. Poor James. <sighs> yeah, he's like, I have nothing to live for. Except yeah. me, right? Right, sweetie? <laughs> me? Right in you front meant, of your partner. You yeah. have nothing to live for other than me? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So again, we're seeing the passion as the work. But I'm like, also, it's hard for me to be on your side if you say you want to kill a waiter if your food is overcooked. He didn't cook the food. So it feels like you're killing the wrong person. Hey, you know what this guy really needs? Therapy. Therapy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> An appropriate outlet. Yeah. I mean, I guess he technically has an outlet, but I'm like, if you have a good outlet, then you wouldn't feel that way all the time. Is it actually a good outlet though? Because he's like, when I, I sing, I am murdering the waiter. And I'm like, and that's dancing not on his grave. Yeah, like, bro. Calm but like, I can't, I don't know. Maybe it is a good outlet because like if like when people, you know, they're like, Oh, I'm going to go boxing. And then they're like hitting the thing because they can't hit the person that they want to hit. So they hit the boxing, the punching bag. Mm, yeah. So I don't know, but yeah, I'm like, it's not that serious. Like, just let it go. It's fine. Let it go. Yeah. It's uh, it is, it's interesting because like, there's a lot of, these back and forths where the guy what's Aaron mm-hmm. and, and what's, what's the husband's name? Jeffrey. Jeffrey. So Aaron's like, Jeffrey, I'm not going to apologize because you're a fucking teacher and you've accomplished nothing in your life and you should be ashamed and kill yourself. And I'm yeah. like, okay, Aaron, <laughs> like, take several is, steps back. This is a bit much. You love him. Uh, I think like, I guess I'm not quite sure fully, uh, yeah. So yeah, it's it's pretty intense and it clearly has shown into the resentment because when they tell Jeff like we got we did it, we fixed it and we saved his lung, yeah. he's like, "Oh, he's like, bummer. Son of a bitch." <laughs> kind of thought he was going to be taken down a few notches and his life would be ruined today. Yeah. Uh and and then Alex he says, "Oh, you should hear him sing." And Alex is like, "No one sings that good." He's like, "He does." And I'm like, "I got to be on Alex's side. I don't think he could sing that good." Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't it's, know. It doesn't feel good when he describes the relationship. No. I'm like, and then, you know, it kind of goes hand in hand with the Alex and Izzy thing. And I was thinking, is it not supposed to sound good? Like, is Alex going, I don't want to be this person? And that's kind of what spurs what happens on the other side of this episode. But like, it's just really weird. When he's like, he thinks so little of me. I take care of him and he's so ungrateful, like da 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 on and on. And I'm like, so like, what's the appeal of this relationship? Right. I don't know. I don't get it. Yeah. And it's, it's, uh, I want to hear him sing too. It pisses me off that you don't get to hear him sing because I'm like, prove it. He sings that good. Fucking prove it. <laughs> Uh, well, it's not the greatest song in the world. It's just a greatest tribute. Greatest song in the world. It's just a tribute. The, Tenacious D is so good. I just will listen to <laughs> them. My whippet tail. <laughs> uh, be an angel. <laughs> Nay. <laughs> we are but men. Hawk. Nah, nah. Okay. Unhinged, guys. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Oh, goodness. It's so good. It's so fucking. Do you ever listen to their podcast that they did? No, that sounds funny. They would do like these little skit podcasts and they were talking about uh, 
there was this one that I remember very vividly where Jack Black talks about doing cock push-ups. Oh my god! And and what's the other guy's name? He I don't uh, know. um, I forget his date. Is it Dave? Yes. Whatever his know. whatever the other the other the tenacious and tenacious D uh, whatever he is. He was like, well, how many can you do? And Jack Black was like, well, you only need to do one. It's just one. You only need to be able to have the strength to do one cock push up. And I just think about that. It lives rent free in my head. Kyle uh, gas. Kyle. Kyle. Anyways. All right. So Aaron and Jeff. Jeff gets the happy ending. Aaron or Aaron gets the happy ending. Jeff is kind of stuck with it. Although they they made it sound like it wasn't going to be doable at first because they said the 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 lining of the lung that was like infected or it's got the the it, it's got the cancer on it looks like a watermelon rind, which is intense. Yeah, yeah. That's a thick, thick. Yeah, and they say you know they want the the smart thing to do is take it all out, but indeed they do not do that. Indeed, Teddy says no. We're gonna get the tumor. And then we'll do chemo. We're good. Yeah. And I think they end up doing a hot chemo lavage, right? They do right? the same thing Bailey had done earlier yeah. in the episode. Yeah. So Teddy was basically saying, I just learned this today. So now we're going to do it. And the patient said they want their lung. So we give them their lung. It's simple as that. Mm-hmm. So I, I respect it. Ultimately, I respect it. But that guy needs therapy regardless. He needs just to learn how to be nicer to people at the very least. I don't understand. I don't understand how people can like their knee jerk reaction is to be mean. Yeah. I'm not saying. I understand my knee jerk reaction is to be mad. Like, absolutely. I'm not. I won't lie about that. Like, I am mad a lot of the time. But very rarely am I mad at people in the service industry because as someone who worked in the service industry, I know the chances that the person I am looking at is the person who is at fault is so slim or the person that I'm looking at is the person that can solve any of my problems. Again, very slim. Yeah, I had a guy the other night when I was at work basically yell at me and I'm like, dude, I have exhausted everything I can on my level. You need to get a hold of customer service. Yeah. He's like, he's like, well, no, you will fix it now. And I was like, I just told you, I have, I have no tools. I have no tools for this. Trust me. There is I would know in my mind at your workplace that would make me that mad. Like I, I can literally think of absolutely nothing unless I went to your location and one of your employees punched me in the face. Right. I can think of nothing. It was it was literally just their merchandise card was like not working, and we tried it. We did it on four different registers, and it wasn't working. And I'm like, I, I can't help you. He's like, Well, yeah. no, you will. And I'm like, But <laughs> I, I don't think, I don't think you understand. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, yeah. It's just one and of there's, those things. yeah, I remember one time at Disney, this woman was just like bitching at me about something and I was just like was like okay 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 and she was like you should do this and this and this and I was like okay and she was like are you gonna tell them to do that and I was like no you should tell them and she was like what and I go ma'am they have to pay me to come here you pay them to come here I promise they care way more about what you think than what I think yeah like I'm not gonna tell them to do shit yeah. I'm going to take my paycheck and I'm going to go take a nap. Yeah. Cause I've earned it. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. That's my thing is like, again, I understand anger, but I don't understand being rude. Yeah. <sighs> All right. So let's talk about basically just fucking do you, want, do you want to talk about Alex and Izzy first or do you want to just kind of like yeah. everything? Let's talk about Alex and Izzy first. Yeah. Yeah. And then we'll spend the rest of our episode talking about Derek, Meredith, Weber, the Bailey, <laughs> the post-it. 
man. Okay. So Izzy's back. Lay 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 out the scene for us that we get as, that we get Izzy first. She just walks into the house and they're talking about how they're going to keep it a secret that Alex and Lexi slept together. Um So she comes in, they stop talking, of course. Um and then she and Alex are talking. She like she's like I'm sorry I shouldn't have blamed you, correct? Mm-hmm. Um and he's like I I don't want to talk to you right now. I have to go to Not work. ready for the big talk. <sighs> yeah. Um so he runs out. She's like, "Oh, I'll be at the hospital later today for a scan to like make sure everything's good so I can apply for these other jobs." Um so he goes to he leaves and she goes to the hospital also. And so then the next time we see her is the lunch scene, right? When they're like friend, uh, love or surgery. Yeah. Um, so (sighs) is he, were you surprised she was back? I was surprised. I was surprised she was back. I was also surprised. I need to know what they think in like writing this character, what possibly could have happened where she's mm-hmm. going from that mad at Alex to that, that apologetic complete opposite of, I need, I'm I know that I need a fight to get Alex back and I'm going to yeah. get this job in Tacoma and I love him so much that I'm going to commute to Tacoma and it's going to be great and it's going to be wonderful. And then we get the scene in the, the when she's doing the, the scan and she's like, I need you to hold my hand. And Alex is like, well, bitch, I can't. Give me your foot. <laughs> she's like, okay, fine, foot. And he tells her. She's like, well, she, uh, no, that's when, else. yeah, yeah. She's like, Meredith said that I, that you were starting to move on. What do you mean? Are you moved on? Are you moved on? Yeah. Thank you. And that's when he's like, yeah, I, I boned Lexi. And, and then she like, says. She's like, damn it, Alex. Bitch. Like, you, you got a leg to stand on. <laughs> you left him exactly didn't tell anything which okay i was i was thinking about this after watching this episode yesterday i don't understand people leaving people i understand breaking up i get it i understand moving on i understand i think i could even more rationally in my head understand someone who snaps and kills their partner okay but leaving someone, just leaving, disappearing. Also, by the way, I'm not condoning murder. I'm just, not, I'm just saying I understand <laughs> that things can push people Let's to the edge and they break. <laughs> things break in people's brains, okay? The human brain is a thing that can break, okay? Not saying it's right, but people have mental illness and we should not. It's a different, different thing. Anyways. But like dudes who leave their families just in the middle of the night and never come back. And, yeah, and Izzy... Izzy, Izzy left. Izzy left Alex with... She did leave a note, right? She had a note. She, she Yeah, she left a note. But she and didn't say said, where she was going. I'm it leaving. Was, it, was good, it was goodbye. I, I can't... I don't understand. There's no closure. There's no accountability. There's it's, no... That's what they want, though. It's that's selfish. Like people, it's selfish and cowardice is what it is. They're scared. They don't want to face... They want to do the leaving, but they don't want to do what they have to do to be on their own. So they don't want to face the person and like, you know, quote unquote man up and like own the decision that they're making. Yeah. So it was, I was really, and I was just thinking about that. And I also was thinking about the boy, uh, the song by Johnny cash boy named Sue. Mm -hmm. And when it's like, it's like daddy left home when I was three, didn't leave much from on me, just this old guitar and empty bottle of booze. Like, Three years old is the best age. Why leave at three? Marlo is almost three and she's dope. Like, also, you are a newlywed who is like almost cancer free. This is the best time to be married and you leave. Yeah. Because you almost killed a woman. Yeah. Because you cut an LVAD wire. Talk about, yeah, when Derek's like, too many red flags, I'm like, yeah, too many yeah, t- red flags. Her entire career is a red flag. Bitch, she t- took took her interns out the back of a van and did surgery on a deer. 
What the what? Also, Catherine Heigl recently posted a picture of her working on a deer deer from Grey's Anatomy. And then her on the set of a more recent movie or show with a deer. And the caption was like, Hollywood's a small town. You work with the same people twice. And it was the same deer. What? Actually the same deer. Oh my gosh. That's really funny. Yeah. Also, let's let's give credit where credit is due. She looked great this episode. She looks so good. Her Stunning. teeth are so pretty and her, her hair looks hair, so good uh, short. I know you're a long hair boy, but like it looked good short. She though. looks so good. She looked good. You know, she I loved her in that movie with Gerard Butler too. The ugly truth. Yeah, yeah. So good. I might I need to watch that. She's just so hot. Mm. She is very pretty. Still, even to this day, she's just aging so gracefully. So it's wonderful. True. Truly her and Kate Walsh like look almost the same as when they were filming. Hold on. I want to find the picture of her Wait. and this damn deer because it's funny. Speaking of Kate Walsh, Jessica mm-hmm. was on a conference call today. With Kate Walsh? Y- yes. No, yesterday. Her, the person she was on a conference call, I, g- I genuinely thought this was Addison Shepard Montgomery. Addison, <laughs> Addison, Adrian Forbes Montgomery, not Shepard. <laughs> I'm going to send you this. I'm not sending you the actual post because I don't want you to see any like comments about um, Grace, but I'm sending you this screenshot because it's so funny. I want to see this. What do you have to send to me? Let okay, me see. It says see. The, the caption is Hollywood is a small town. You often work with the same faces again and again. That's really so funny. Also, I mean, how many deer can be, like, trained that well? But also, like, didn't know the lifespan of a deer was so long. It's 38 years. Did you know that? I did not know that. Did you just make that up? Yes, I did. But let's look at it. Let's see how <laughs> close I was. Lifespan of a deer in captivity, which is a very important... That's 15 to 20 years. Interesting. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. How long do deer live as pets? Who is having a deer as a pet? <laughs> uh, not enough people. Anyways, look at that. All right. So Izzy's being wild. She doesn't have a leg to stand on. She says, damn it, Alex. And Alex is like, I don't know what you want from me. You left. So, but then I don't understand because they look at the scans and then she says, I'm not dying of cancer. Then later on, it feels like she's completely negative, like she's healed. Mm-hmm. Are we being led to believe that she's healed or her cancer just isn't a problem anymore? It's just like, it's, I'm, I'm going to say it's, sh- it's shrinking. Okay. Like it's actively becoming not a problem versus actively being a problem. That's my take. Because when she goes, when she's talking to Meredith saying, hey, Mm -hmm. I don't know if you talked to Derek yet, but like, let him know I'm not dying of cancer anymore. And then when he, when she shows the scans to Alex, he's like, oh my gosh, it's like it never happened. And I'm like, I don't understand (laughs) what's happening. Is she not dying or or has it never happened? (laughs) Yeah, that's fair. It's confusing. Um, Yeah. And then there's that whole scene with him and her in the. Um, the locker room in the locker room, yeah, the lounge area, where this he's was like, it was rough. Did you I see it you, coming? Uh, no, no, I did not. I okay. here's. Do you have the dialogue pulled up? Yeah. Here's what I thought happened. Oh, actually, you read it, and then you then I'll tell you what I thought happened. Um. So she gives him the scans. They hug. He says, "I'm so glad," and she said, "It's like it never happened." He says, it did. It all happened is you got cancer and we got married and you died and you lived again and you left and you came back and we got through it. I got through it. And I'm on the other side is I love you so much. And till I met you, I used to think I wasn't a good guy growing up with my family. I mean, that's what they told me. But now after all of it, I know that I am a good man. And I thank you for that because I know now that I'm good enough to not deserve this, not to have to feel like this, not to love you so much that I almost hate you. I deserve someone who will stay. I am happy you're okay. And I'm happy about your job. And I want you to go and be happy and not come back. 
So while that scene was happening and starting to transpire, what I Mm -hmm. thought is Shonda just is, she's going with a dream sequence. She's Mm -hmm. actually dead. The cancer was back this whole time. And now this is how she dies in her head. She's got Alex back and she dies happy. This is the vision that she passes off into eternal life with. That would be, that would have been a wild twist. And then when he says, but I love you so much to know that I do not deserve your bullshit, Isabel Stevens. He's not wrong. He's not. And I was like, oh, nope, she wouldn't be dreaming that before dying. <laughs> like, like, that's, that's so, a nightmare. Because it's really, it's a roller coaster. He's yeah. like, I, I do love you. I love you so much. And I love you so much to know that this is not the life that I need. Yeah. I deserve more. Yeah. And I, it now is a bad time to tell you, but Olivia and I have been a thing for oh, quite some time. <laughs> and oh you've got to let that go. I will never let the, 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 the honor the memory of Olivia die. So, but yeah, it was, it was definitely pretty intense. I didn't see it coming. I, I don't fully know. I don't know if they're over, over because Izzy kind of, she got this job now because that was a whole fucking thing. Oh my God. (laughs) We'll talk about that in a second, but Izzy got her job back here but she wants to get Alex back. She wants to win him back. And they're still married. Right. So what do you think? I mean, she said some not very kind things to Meredith. When? At the end when she was like packing everything up. And Meredith's like, don't go. Wait, what did she say? I don't. Why do I not remember this? She, it, Meredith's like, please don't go. Um, um, do you know what it took for me to make this happen? Tell Derek, I'm really sorry. This isn't about Derek. It's about me. It's about us. You don't walk away from people. You don't throw people away. I can't, Meredith. I can't be here. Please try to understand. I have to start over. Please don't go. This is your home. No, it's not anymore. It's a place that I worked and I can do that anywhere. I, I did forget about that. Yeah. I didn't take any notes of that. I think I was still so in shock about the Hunt and Christina thing that. And the Lexian mark. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because that's right after the Lexian oh. mark thing. So you might have been. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see. Recovering. I have it here. So I have the notes. So I wrote Derek gives her the job. Izzy gives up and says she needs to leave and start over. But then Izzy, Izzy doesn't know what Meredith basically traded to get Izzy there. Yeah. And in my, in, in what I see in the scene, now that I found my notes and I remembering, I'm remembering the scene. Meredith is like, you need to stay or else I have just destroyed someone's life for nothing. Yeah. But I can't tell you that. Yeah. Because post it. Mm hmm. Yeah, I forgot about that scene. So yeah, I guess I guess they're not. Maybe this is how she leaves. This is how I disappear. My chemical <laughs> romance. Um, do you feel like this is the grand farewell you've wanted for Izzy to have? No. <laughs> no, which makes me believe that maybe she comes back to die. Or the boy who lived. The, Come the girl. die. <laughs> the girl who got cancer comes to get shot with a gun. By oh, my. Owen. Owen kills her. You were really latched onto that one. Did they ever catch the guy who shot Burke? He gets shot. No, oh, he gets shot. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think I... Yeah, that's it. She's gone. She's done. She's never coming back. Official prediction. Okay. No, she has to come back. (laughs) Because they have to sign the papers, the the divorce papers. We're going to get... Yeah, that's it. It's not going to be good for her. She doesn't get a good send-off like George did. You think George got a good send-off? He got dragged by a bus. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. <laughs>
I, I don't mean good send off as in he got a good send off. I mean, he didn't die a villain. He died a hero. Catherine Heigl is dying in this show as the worst person possible. Yeah, she's not being very kind. She's also being so sporadic. Yeah. So unpredictable. <sighs> so, yeah, that's all I got. All right. Um, should we take a brief message from our regional sponsors and then we can talk about Weber and Derek and Meredith and Bailey? Let's. And uh, the Whipple nipple. All right. <laughs> we'll be right back. One of the best things about finishing a great book is knowing that you have another one ready to go in your to-be-read pile. With Book of the Month, you can make sure that your to-be-read pile stays stocked and ready to go. Each month, you can use the app to select from five to seven titles vetted and curated by the team at Book of the Month, focusing specifically on debut authors and early releases. If you can't choose just one, you can always upgrade and add more from your selection. And if that TBR pile starts to get a little too tall, you can skip as many months as you need to give yourself a little extra time to catch up on what you have. Personally, I am a huge fan of suspense and psychological thrillers, so I was very excited to see multiple books on the selection list for May that fit that description. I selected two different titles, both of which are set in Washington State, just like our favorite show, Grey's Anatomy. I thoroughly enjoyed The Return of Ellie Black, the first thriller novel from Amico Jean, and have Middle Tide by Sarah Crouch ready to read on my road trip next week. Right now, you can sign up for Book of the Month and use code PEDALS to get your first book for only $5. That's code PEDALS, P-E-T-A-L-S, to get your first book for only $5. Watch out for that blue box at your door and get your TBR pile stocked and ready. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Oh, you hit the microphone, and we are back. Hello. <laughs> it's fine. It's all right. Oh, goodness. So, okay. Weber has a nipple surgery. Weber is taking a Whipple. Well, okay. Let's back up. First of all, Meredith and Derek are arguing. And she's like, oh, no, people can't have flaws with McDreamy. And he's like, don't McDreamy me. And she goes, McDreamy's being a McAss. Well. Very funny. He is. Um, I don't actually think he's being a McAss. I don't either. But I also understand this is where I'm conflicted because when she says I told a secret to my husband, not the head of neurosurgery, I'm like, okay, I understand that. Like trying to keep the work life and the home life separate. I understand that struggle and that like, like the want to do that. But like, this is very, like, this is such a specific situation. And I think at first, when Richard isn't operating, I'm like, okay, it's not that big a deal. Because, like, really, what is he doing? Like, you don't necessarily have the argument of, like, oh, I have to tell tell on him or he'll, like, kill people. Because that's not necessarily the case. Cause he's not operating, but then, you know, Derek threatens him or whatever. So he's like, I'm going to operate on, I'm going to operate to prove Derek wrong. Um, so it's just like, I understand. <coughs> sorry. I understand that there's a lot of nuance to it, I guess. Um, I don't know. It's just like, obviously I guess a shitty situation. The, the line, the line that, so we, we get that scene where Derek goes up to him and he's like, Hey, he's heavily implying that he knows about the drinking. He goes to wherever. Yeah. Like, 
you it's need not any a problem help, to ask for help. Not, yeah, it's, yeah. There's no shame in asking for help, which there's not. However, we talked about this before. If you have like maybe already gone through recovery, you might be embarrassed to have to like go through it again. Right. So when Weber responds, not graciously, <laughs> Derek's like, all right, well, I'm done, dude. Fuck it. So yeah. then I, th- I think truly, I believe that Web- that Derek was ready to let it go. Derek was ready yeah. to be like, all right, whatever, dude, I tried. I'll be there for you. But like, you're not hurting anyone. Yeah. And then when he gets into the surgery and then he, he taps Meredith in to do the hardest part of the procedure, potentially mm-hmm. resulting in a situation where he would be intoxicated during the surgery and it sets up Meredith's career for, for failure. Mm-hmm. That's when and Derek like, is like, how does he, you know, save her quote unquote, if she needs help. Yeah. And, and within all of that, it's also the added layer of, Bailey is not involved and Bailey's like, I just got to do that procedure last year. Meredith is not ready. The Weber's judgment is very fucked. Also, she was like so sad when she was like, he wasn't like, I kept looking up for him this morning when I was doing that surgery. Like that surgery was a huge deal for me and he wasn't there. And she was like, and I kept looking up for him, but I, I knew he wasn't going to be there because he's been gone for months. Yeah. What Weber, as far and as as far as we know, is something's gone. going on. But I don't. I think she might be in the same boat that Derek was last episode, where she's put together what it probably is, but she doesn't know because Derek's like, I can't do anything, and she says, "You're the only one who can." So I don't know. I don't know. It's it's tough in Derek's shoes because we we get that scene with Hunt too, where. Yeah, I was gonna say. He's like, I, it's, it's Kylo Ren. I know what I need to do, but I don't know if I have the strength to do it. Yeah. And he kills Han Solo. Right. Spoilers. He, <laughs> spoilers. <laughs> Sorry. But that's what happens. He, Derek is like, I know what I need to do, but how do I know I don't end up looking like a villain? And Owen's like, I have never met someone who joins the army because they want a purple heart. Mm-hmm. Dudes die. That's not the intent, but they want to do good. Well, you know, he's Hamilton well, no really one, wanted to die. Well, yeah. <laughs> I think about that a lot. I'm like, why did you want to die? Like what's, what's the need, line? Talk about needing therapy. What's the line? Uh, All dreaming of die. dying. Dreaming of dying, being I a dream martyr. So much, I dream of death so much it feels more like a memory. No, no. The, when he's talking to Ham, when he's talking to Washington, and he's uh, dying he's, is easy, son. Living is harder. Call me son one more time. No, that's it's it's just really gonna bug me. You you should talk about something so I can sing it to myself in my head to get there, and I could tell. But I don't know are. what's the line. It's it's when it's when he's walking in, and he's it's when they first meet, and he says, hey, "You know, have you met Burr?" And he kicks Burr out, and he walks in, and he goes, "Your reputation precedes you, but I have to laugh. I don't can get you on your staff." Um. Uh, fantasies of dying like a martyr. Yes. Mm-hmm. I was dying you when I was younger. Son, yeah, that's when he said dying is easy, living is harder. Why are you telling me this? I'm being honest. I'm working with a third, whatever Congress has promised. Uh, Anyways. So I like Hamilton. Um, <laughs> what? Kelsey is responsible for it. You're welcome. Yeah, ac- actually Kelsey's <laughs> fault uh, for this. So Derek has to jump in. Yeah. And Owen's like, I, yeah, do what you got to do, bro. And he and said, I mean, I, Derek does say he's like, it's going to look like I did it for the wrong reasons. I'm like, well, it is. And maybe you did a little bit. Yeah. You might be doing the wrong, the right thing for the wrong reasons. That doesn't make it the wrong that, thing. Totally. And those two um, things are not mutually exclusive. They can happen yeah. in, in a vacuum at the same time. And Owen says, um, like he's like oh or Derek says how do you know what's just the right thing and he's like the thing that's the best for the most people which yeah. it is like saves sucks, the most lives yeah <laughs> bless you so sorry 
That was a squeaky one. That was a squeaky one. So it's kind of, it's a mutiny. Derek, Derek does. Hostile takeover. Yeah, but he he really does. He's like, look, I know what I need to do, but I'm not going to do it unless, unless Meredith says yes. But Derek kind of, I don't like how he poses it to Meredith. He's like, I can save Izzy and I can do all of the right things at the same time, but you have to approve it. Yeah. You have to send me to do it. And I won't unless you do it. And then she's like, just fucking do it, dude. Just, just Coma said no. There was a red flag. Done with talking to you. Fucking do it. Yeah. She's like, yeah. Who's gonna hire? Her? She fucking cuts out wires for fun. Yeah. Denny's ghost still hangs out here. <laughs> Denny's ghost told Tacoma not to hire her. <laughs> That's funny. Um. So yeah, it's. I mean, I. She gave him the information initially, so. I kind of see where he's coming from of being like, I'm, I won't do it unless you say I can. But it's also kind of taking like the coward's way out for him because he's just like pawning off the responsibility yeah, on her on both ways. I don't know. It is the right thing to do, though. Like, it just is. Sorry. Yeah. It sucks. But if he doesn't, you know, get the job of chief, like in a scenario where he doesn't, like think he will automatically get the job of chief. I don't know what that, what this whole thing would look like. Like if he would just go to the board anyways, like, I don't know. I think he said if he, no, no, never mind. I was mixing two things up. Uh, it was cold blooded though. When he walks in with that bottle of liquor and he puts it right in front of him, opens it up, pours the glass. And he's like, I believe you will drink it. And I also believe this will not be the first drink you've had today. really fucking kicks like i I don't want to say he kicks the man when he's down but he kind of fucking kicks the man when he's down well like i feel like he's like a different tactic like he's tried so many different ways to get through to him and he just like can't so he's like fine i'll just get you drunk at work now that's the new tactic. Now you can't do the surgery. Bailey has to do the surgery. Yeah. Which she does. And mm-hmm. she's like, all right, Jackson, you're opening up. Also, Meredith, you suck. Fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> Although, honestly, like, she, I'm on her side. Like, she's done the procedure. She knows it's difficult. She doesn't necessarily know that the chief has been teaching Meredith. Um and she knows Mer- she works with Meredith enough to know her skill level. And if she's not comfortable, if the, the attending has to be comfortable, you know what I mean? Like, cause yeah. at the end of the day, it's still their patient, their names on it too. So if she's not comfortable with Meredith doing it, that's her call and that's fine. I'm not going to fault her for that. Yeah. But, um, to Derek's point later on, like when they're laying there and Meredith's like, don't act like you did this for anyone other than yourself. Like, it's just the two of us here. You can be honest. You chose surgery over love. And he's like, so did you. Yeah. Like, this is a true pot let and him kettle operate. situation. Yeah. And he's like, you're going to let him operate knowing that he wasn't ready and knowing that he shouldn't have been in there because you wanted to do that procedure. So we're the same. And I'm like, honestly, I kind of see where you're coming from, Derek. They, they both, they, neither of them were wrong. Yeah. It's just a shitty situation. It is a shitty situation. They both were taking advantage of different things. The, the difference is Meredith's situation could hurt a, a nameless person who's a statistic, who's a number that she's not friends with. Yeah. Derek's situation hurts his mentor. Yeah. A person that was going to be the best man at his wedding against Meredith's wishes at the time. (laughs) And she's come full circle, like very interesting there. She hated Weber for a long time. And now she's like, I want, I want to do his surgeries. Uh, so complex relationship, very (laughs) complex. We, we don't have enough time in any amount of podcasts to actually go through the, the issues with that relationship. But, Maybe a Patreon will start to dig into it sometime, but everyone needs Weber for sure. Weber needs therapy. Weber yeah. needs and uh, a sponsor right now. Yeah. So it was it was tough to have that end scene where Derek said, 
I want you to know that, yeah, maybe I, maybe I did this for the wrong reasons and maybe I did choose the ambitious route, but so did you. Yeah, and also so. that's, that's okay. He's yeah. not, he's not shaming her for it, which I think is very important. He's just saying yeah. we're the same. Yeah. Own up so, to it. Yeah. I, I'm not going to high road you, but I don't need you high roading me. It's kind of how I took that. Yeah. So, and then the last lines that Meredith says in her little monologue is that, you know, you're hoping that you did the right thing and you didn't make anything worse. Yeah. So. Fun fact, this is the 100th episode voiced over solely by Meredith Grey. Oh, happy 100th, Meredith. Mm-hmm. So, so, any other notes that you have that you think we think need so. to talk through? I may have had like one line that I liked. I just love oh, Lexi. We have to so go ahead. You go ahead first. I, I was just say I love when Lexi when they're at the table and they're like they're sitting there trying to create this uh, secrecy sex pact, and yeah. she's like, "I've only been with like six dudes, and I've already fucked Alex. It was recycling." And <laughs> yeah, she's like, "She's truly so mortified." And I'm like, "Lexi, it's okay. Yeah. You had sex. It's allowed." Yeah. Um, Owen calling Christina and Meredith the Twisted Sisters. I am oh, so glad we finally yes. got to this because I have almost referenced it multiple times. And I am so glad we finally done it so we can do it now. We can call them that. And the Derek's other like, that's what you the call them? Sisters, that's amazing. Yeah. Oh, goodness. Yeah, that's that's funny. We're not gonna take it. Mm-mm. No, we ain't gonna take it. So, yeah, that's what I've got. I'd like to know what you need me to predict. And yep. we should rate this episode. Yeah, let's rate it first. Ooh, I dropped my thing. Do you want to go first? Um, you want me to go first? I will go first. This is a three. This is an episode of Grey's Anatomy. It is setting up way more than it is actually doing. So it's a good episode. Good stuff happens. But that's it. It's not above. It's not below. It's an episode of Grey's Anatomy. It's been a while, but we have completely synced up. It is a three for me. Good. Look at us go. Yes. We've done it again. I I I completely agree. I think for me, there's elements of this episode that are frustrating. There's elements of this episode that are cool. There's elements of this episode that are quirky, but there wasn't a ton of drama from a medical standpoint. We, uh, we get the breakup for, we get this quote unquote breakup with Izzy and Alex. Anything could happen. Uh, (laughs) but you know, I don't like, I don't enjoy that Weber is hurting and is drinking. And it's tough to see the mutiny come through. Mm-hmm. I don't love that Mark just shits on and high roads Lexi. I don't really like the dynamic between Owen and Christina, but their relationship is very complex to me. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of things that I didn't like, but there was nothing that I hated. There was like, I didn't, I didn't hate this episode. Um, I, I think back to some of our early early watches and i think i gave an episode a two at one point or i think my, i think i might have given a one i don't think you did i gave no. an episode a two maybe i didn't but i gave intestines in the hands a two you gave it a five or oh, some shit that was the farthest we've ever been off also so <laughs> someone do you know do you know um who katie bryce is yes Gray, the Gray's uh, Meredith's the first first patient. first patient. That's the first episode. Yes. Also, I talked to Renee about this. But okay. You tell the story. So yes. So Renee texted me the screenshot, and she's like, "Who is this?" And I was like, "I don't fucking know who this is." And she's like, "Well, it's Katie Bryce." And I was like, "Okay, have we met this person? Is this a spoiler?" <laughs> and she's like, "No, it's the first patient that Meredith. That it's the it's the pageant girl who has an aneurysm that Meredith treats." And I was like, "I do not remember this. Please don't spoil this TV show for me." Uh, and that's when she's like, "It's the pilot, you dumb fuck," which I do not remember. Clearly, I think we need we need to. I think when you're here for Patreon, yeah. 
we need to document the entire rewatch of the first episode. Yeah, we might have to. And just like literally hook up the microphones to the computer as we watch on the TV and like yeah. just talk through it. Yeah. Uh, not not press pause. Just talk the whole time. So I think that'd be cool. Actually, that'd be fun. But I was good friends still to this day. One of my closest friends with a girl named Katie. And she married a man named Bryce. (laughs) How funny is that? That is funny. Katie and Bryce meet Katie Bryce. Okay. So make an Izzy prediction. Izzy and Alex, Izzy in general. I I do think that they're broken up, but I think they're going to have sex one last time. Um... Okay, do you have a time frame on that? Before the season is over. Okay, so this is episode 12. There are 24 episodes this season, so we are exactly halfway through, so we have 12 more episodes to go. So just keep that in mind for, like, your predictions and stuff. Um, okay. Mark and Lexi. I I am too angry right now at Mark to even think about this. Ask me next week, but I, okay. I don't... At this point, I don't want them to be together. She deserves okay. someone who's not going to high-road her like that. He was also in the wrong. Yeah. I actually don't think either of them were really in the wrong. Like they were broken up. They were both upset. They were both broken up. Do what you got to no, no, do no. to move on with no, your No, totally. But I don't like how he treated her. I don't like I how agree. he was like, I can't even look at you because you had sex with someone else. Bitch, you did too. Yeah, I agree. Um, so, okay. Christina and Owen and Teddy. I am going to tell you what I want to happen. I want okay. them to break up. I'm not okay. happy about it. But I don't believe that Owen should be in a relationship with anyone right now. Okay. Why is that? There is just too much intensity around his kissing. <laughs> I agree. It's just. I'm like, are you a good kisser? Because I feel like it's you're just like a vacuum cleaner. It's just scary. It's like that fish on aquariums. That <laughs> and they eat the algae. That's what he's doing. When you walk into a dentist's office and they always have a fish in their waiting room Mm -hmm. and it's just the sucker fish right on the front. Yeah. 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 Or not the dentist, a doctor's office. Yeah. That's anywhere unpleasant. Yeah. Oh, too funny. I predict that Callie and Arizona are going to be together forever. I love their love. Um, Oh, I think I have another sneeze coming. Bailey Ow, is going, hurts. Bailey's going to have sex with someone in the hospital before the end of the season. Okay. I don't know who it's going to be, but Bailey's going to have sex with someone before. She needs, she needs to get her, she needs to get satisfied. Mm-hmm. Um, Derek and Meredith. They're going to be okay. They have a post-it. <laughs> Yeah, what were your thoughts on them just yelling posted at each other eight times this episode? It's, I know you're confused by their marriage. I am very confused by their marriage. I don't I like I like that they are are they're drawing what seem to be healthy-ish boundaries. I respect yeah. that. I like that they're trying to compartmentalize. I just think that the situation that they're in is just too personal that they can't yeah. just yell post it. Yeah. It's too either of them. No. And I think Meredith is being a little bit unfair with how she uses it because when Derek tries to use it, it's like, well, no, that's not the right situation. <laughs> it seems like she believes that she's using the post it right and he's using it wrong. Right. I see what you're saying. So if there was more, if there was more equity around that, I'd be okay. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, is there something else? Who, who have we not talked about yet? Mm. There was something big I was going to ask you. Hold on. Let me look at my notes. Let me look at my notes. No oh, sign of Reed or Charles. In this I was going to say anything with the, the Mercy West people. I I still get vibes. They're they're really trying to make us stan Jackson and Christina somehow. So maybe oh. in a moment of weakness, Christina and Alex or uh yeah, Christina and Alex have sex. 
but I don't know. Okay. Um, I remember what it was. Uh, Weber and Derek and all of that. Like, what's going to happen with the chief, the chief job? Oh, you know, yeah, that reminds me. We didn't even talk about the scene where Meredith walks in on him sleeping on the couch. And Weber's like, oh, I'm sorry, Mr. Surgery. And she's like, trust me, you do not have any reason to apologize. And (laughs) what's his name? You won't be sorry. You won't feel like you need to apologize to me in one minute. And the dude's just outside staring. Fucking Jennings. Yeah, fucking Jennings. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I I think that ultimately Weber and Derek are going to be fine. They've they've gotten through worse, maybe. But what do you think is going to happen, like, with the job of chief? I just think they put him on administrative leave, and Derek is interim chief. I don't think that he's gone forever. Okay. And so, okay. I think they're going to just give him time to heal and get sober, and then he'll come back. Okay. And so Derek's just doing it a little bit? Yeah, I think he's interim. interim Because previously, I think you'd said they were going to bring in someone else to do it. But you think it'll be Derek. I think I've moved on. I think it's going to be Derek as interim interim chief. Okay. Um, And do you think Teddy is like around is she going to just finish the contract is she going to leave i think ultimately i think i think teddy's going to stay i think teddy's going to stay for a while okay she's going to finish out the contract and then she's going to continue to stay a little longer she maybe renew her contract okay yeah but that's all the updates i think i have yeah i think we hit most of the stuff yeah it's just definitely like a midway point episode right it's just like setting up a lot of things for the other half of the season to occur um well thank you guys for listening um make sure you are following us on all the social media platforms um i did shoot i did need to shout out one more person who tagged us on tiktok again guys shout out like talking about how they are watching Grays for the first time and like all the people they like and all the people they hate and someone um do 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 no Emma Emma Rosemary. shout out Emma Rosemary said you need to listen to Grays Academy pod so is it you, Rose Emma. is it Emma Rosemary or Emma Rosemary it looks like Rosemary hmm um, so yes, shout out. Thank you all for doing that, for tagging us and telling people about us. Um, uh, we appreciate it. It's true. It's true. And we also just know that it, every, every episode that we have like this is a gift, right? Because I could get a spoiler at any moment and this show could be ruined forever. So every moment we get is a gift. And I want to thank you all for being on this journey with us. I want to make sure you guys know how much we appreciate all of you. And everyone who's interacted with us and not spoiled it. Like, I I talk to so many people and no one has spoiled the show. Thank you. Thank you for being a yeah. good-hearted person. Thank you. Yeah, we have a good audience. And I appreciate No that. trolls. No trolls. Knock on wood. No trolls. That's how we know we haven't made it yet, though. Yes. Yes, we because get some trolls. Clara might not have liked us, but she didn't tell you how anything ended. So it's true. That would re- we do appreciate man, that. Imagine someone gives <laughs> us a five star review and goes, "Let me list all my favorite things about this show." The time that Derek dies in season <laughs> eight. The time that Meredith shoots someone in season ten. What? <laughs> Hold on. I'm just trying to read our reviews. <laughs> <laughs> um. But yeah, thank you guys so much. Just please, if you keep sharing us and tagging us in Gray's content and like Gray's creators that you like, um, we appreciate it so much. Uh, and uh, if you see Carmen walking down the street, just remember. No spoilies. You can. What did we? What was someone made a, a, a shirt? It was like selfies, selfies, check. coffee, no spoilies. Yeah. So let's share a coffee. Let's take a selfie, but let's not have any spoilies. We appreciate you all. We uh, cannot thank you enough for listening and sharing and subscribing and writing those reviews. Uh, thank you so much. And we will see you all in the next one. 
Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill.